In this second episode of Cold Case, Three Minute Van, we talk with Christina Shepard, who is still seeking justice for her brother and his friends who went missing in 1998 and then found murdered nearly 10 years later. So far, no one has been charged in this crime. Stay with us. This is Inquire. All right, for the Mystery Inquirer, I'm Don Wilkins, and with me is uh, Christina Shepard, and Christina is the sister of Bill Gross, um, one of the three men who were uh, found in, in a van back in 2008. And Christina, I know that this is... Uh, you know, bringing back a lot of emotions, probably a lot of memories for you. Um, but I know you wanted to also make sure that that your brother and, and the two men who were found with him aren't forgotten about because the the killer or killers have not been found. And, and the sheriff's department here in Davis County have an open case. Of course, they call it a code case right now. Um but I want to go back to 1998, November of 1998, when your brother and his two friends, uh, and you can share their names, whenever they went missing. And uh, what do you recall about that about that particular time period? Well, it was around Thanksgiving, and um, Bill had not showed up, so. His girlfriend at the time um, called us and asked if we had saw him. And I just, at first, I was mad at him thinking, okay, well, how could he not show up and where's he at? And, you know, then days passed and we just kind of, we knew then that something was wrong because he wouldn't have went that long without seeing her or his, you know, his kids. So we kind of started getting worried at that point. Now, did your family, did, did they, did you guys file a missing persons report or did one of the other uh, men, did they, who, who filed the initial uh, missing persons report? Yes, we did um, pretty much immediately, just because we, when he didn't come home that night, it was probably the next day we did call the sheriff's department and let them know that, you know, that they didn't come home and that we felt something was wrong. And I remember myself because just just so our listeners know that you and I have a history together. Uh, you worked at the Ohio County Times News uh, when I was there uh, as a reporter and later the editor of the paper. And um, and I remember, you know, uh, the emotion and, um, and 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 the fear, you know, that you had and, and what your family and the other families were going through at that time and um so what was it during that time did you ever feel um did you ever feel like you know did you ever feel like you're you know that you that something had really gone wrong with your with your brother i mean or did you just think you know maybe he just ran off somewhere or i mean i mean what was kind of going through your mind and your family's minds at that time 
honestly, at, at first I thought maybe he had just left, you know, and I don't know, I don't know really what I, I thought. I just thought I couldn't believe that he didn't come home and I didn't think anything bad at that, that first night. But, you know, the next day, that evening, you know, already people were starting to talk and, and telling us things and we, we heard so many different stories, we didn't really know what to believe, but we tried to kind of hang on to the hope that, okay, he's, he's okay and he's coming home. He's just kind of, you know, laying low for a little bit for some reason. And, but deep down in our gut feelings, I think we all knew that it, that it wasn't good, but we didn't want to tell the other, you know, I didn't want to talk, to about, you know, talk about it to my dad in that way, or my sister and, and my other brother just, and my mom, because I wanted, you know, I think we all wanted to try to comfort each other thinking that he was laying low and he would be back, but I think deep down we all knew that he wasn't. Now, who was he with the night that, that he went missing? He was with Brian Rayleigh and Jim Woodard. And what were they? Were they were they good friends? Did they grow up together? How did they know each other? Um, Jim and Brian had known each other for for quite a while, and then uh, Brian he just kind of came into the picture later on, and yeah, they just kind of ran around together. I think Bill worked with um, with Jim Woodard for a little while, and that's how they met initially. So they weren't like high school buddies or anything like that. No, I don't. Unless him and Jim were, I don't really remember him hanging out with Jim in high school. I think there might have been a little bit of an age difference. Yeah, I think I think your brother was the oldest one. Yes. How old, how old was your brother at that time? He was twenty eight. Twenty eight, and I and I think the other two were in their mid twenties, and and I guess that's one of the odd things whenever you thought about that case is, you know, here are three guys in the prime of their life, right. and and, and here, you know, three guys just go missing and nobody knows where they are. Um, so what did your family do? I mean, did you did you just strictly rely on the police? Uh, I mean, how does, this, how does this work? I mean, because you had two other families involved here as well now. Yes. Um, there was just a lot of questions. And, you know, at, at that point, after a few days people kept coming to us telling us what they thought and every story was different I mean we heard the worst of the worst you know and and then we heard he was just laying low and you know people talking that didn't really even know what they were talking about just trying to be involved I guess I, I really don't know but um, yeah we we did rely on the police department to help but you know my dad also went around talking to different people and then he was told that he didn't need to be doing that and kind of to stay out of it but that was a little hard for him to do but um you know he he was just trying to find out what happened to his son and and he he just couldn't keep from you know questioning different people that he knew Bill ran around with so now as far as you and your brother were concerned, how close were you guys? Um, he was a little older than me, but he, you know, we were we were close. Um, whenever my, I lived with him at one point when my dad moved back to Eastern Kentucky, I stayed with him, and um, you know, he was a good guy. He was he was kind of like 
you know, he tried to be my dad whenever I lived with him. He was really strict, and even though he didn't do the right thing always, he always made sure that I was. And so, yeah, we were close. He was good to me and always tried to take care of me. And So, um, you know, when we talked to the police, I talked to the sheriff's department, um, and because the van was found here in Davis County, so the Davis County uh, Sheriff's Department got involved, even though they were all from Ohio County. And um, they indicated that uh, at least one of at least one of them w- was involved in and possibly uh, drug transactions. And, and I don't know if did did you were you ever aware if your brother was involved? in any of that? Yes, he he was. And, um, you know, he he started, you know, hanging with the wrong group and doing things that he shouldn't have. And we knew that. And, you know, tried to talk to him and, and help him. But it just wasn't quite as deep as we, you know, it wasn't quite as, it was deeper than what we thought it was. Sorry, I can't get my words out here. It, he was into it a lot more than what we thought, and so, um, you know, you you can only do so much to help someone when they are doing those things. You can talk to them and and love them and try to offer them help, but until they actually want you to, you know, and like until they actually want to change, you there's really not much a family member can do, and that's the hard part. So, so the van. Uh, who, whose van was that that they were in? It was Bill's van. And I know that that was one of the, the key things they were looking for. Um, what did you guys, um, did you guys ever try to, did your dad, did he try to find the van? I mean, cause, oh, yeah. yeah it, we, because, it, you know, it was a van that stood out, you know. Yes. We drove every back road in town looking for that thing. And, um, you know, just in just in hopes that maybe we would see it just parked somewhere and you know we checked different junkyards and you know everywhere we could think of and it was always in the back of our mind too that it's probably in the bottom of a lake somewhere but you know couldn't very well know that but we, we looked everywhere and of course couldn't come up on anything so so 1998 and then 2008, um, they they find the van down uh, in a strip pit. Essentially, uh, how did you guys? Um, how were you notified that they had found the van? Um, I got a phone call saying that I needed to come down to the sheriff's department. Um, that they, you know, needed to talk to me and. To be honest, I just thought, oh, it's another lead. I didn't really think that it would be, you know, that they had found him. Um, it was almost to the point to where it, you, I felt frustrated. Not that it wasn't anyone's fault, of course, but you do. You just feel frustrated. And But I would, you know, I went, and they told us that they had found the van. And, you know, I knew, you know, they didn't say for sure at that time that it was his. and that the remains were those three guys. But I mean, it was the van that was his with three remains in it. So we knew 
you know, we knew that it was him. You know, of course we had to get his dental records and everything to, so they could identify, um, identify him, but, um, sorry. Now, so what, was there any sense of, you know, I don't know if, if relief that, you know, that they had been found. I mean, I know there were probably, you know, mixed emotions with this because you really didn't have any closure because you never really knew what happened to them. Right. So what what was kind of the emotions at, at that at that time? Um, I mean, it was there was a sense of uh, relief. I think just knowing that, you know, his remains were found, and I I think it took. I was glad for my parents so that my dad wouldn't have to constantly think all the time, okay, is he still alive? You know, but at this point you knew that he wasn't, but just having those, just having that closure on that part of it was, it truly was a big help, but it was still hard knowing that someone did this, you know, and it has just gone all this time with no answer of who it is. And you, and you know that it's someone and most likely more than one person um, just still out there living life and so so now you're and during that time um, did it raise any kind of hope that okay now that now they found them now they have the van that they're maybe now they'll find who did this yes we absolutely thought this would be you know that they would for sure be able to find out who did it and um but of course they did and they have they do have leads and they know they have a suspect and i mean we're pretty sure that this person was involved but you have to have proof you know and i just feel sure i mean i feel I feel very confident that someday, sooner than later, that someone will come forward that knows and and just be honest about it. You know, I think that I don't see how, um, I don't see how if some, you know, more than one person had to have been involved in this. Three grown men, you know, murdered and then the van taken and, and rolled into a lake. You know, it had to take more than one person to do that. So I just feel sure that justice will eventually be served. I mean, I, I just have to have that, I just have to hang on to that, you know, for not only for Bill Virgil and, and Brian and Jim, but for their families, you know, and Bill Virgil had two children that, you know, deserve that as well, so. Now, um have you stayed in contact at all with the other families involved in this? Uh um, I do see Jim Woodard's mom occasionally, you know, and we will we will speak and talk, and um, and then Brian's family, you know, his his father passed away, and you know that broke my heart that you know his dad passed away without knowing what happened to his son, and it's just heartbreaking. And I do still see his sisters, and um, you know we talk when we see each other. Yeah. So, what is your outlook? you know 12 years now after they found the van what is your outlook now oh, Christina well Don I just think that 
you know, it's been so long and, it, and he was missing for so long. And then they, you know, they did find their remains. And, and so I just still keep hope that justice is going to be served. You know, I think April 20th, Bill Virgil would have celebrated his 50th birthday. And it's just crazy to think that it's been that long. You know, he was only 28 when this happened. And my hope is that, you know, someone comes forward and and we find out what happened. I mean, I think that um, that's the only true closure I feel like, you know, our family will have. You know, I thought finding their, finding their remains would be the closure that we would need but and it and it was it, it was some closure but i think to have full closure we want to know you know what happened and who did it that's it for this week's show i sincerely want to thank christina shepherd for taking the time to share this story if anyone has any information regarding this cold case you can call the davis county Sheriff's Department anonymously at 270-687-8484. That's 270-687-8484 for Crime Stoppers. Join us next time for Part 3 of Cold Case, Three Men in a Van. In that episode, we talk to the two original investigators in this case. To send us questions or provide feedback, email us at newscast at messenger-inquire.com. Remember, you can find us on the Mystery Inquirer's website, iTunes, and Facebook, where you can subscribe to Inquire. Until next time, I'm Don Wilkinson. Good day for Inquire. <laughs>